Hello and welcome to FECTalk.com. This is Tim with FEC Talk. Today we're going to be talking about the aftermath of the great IAPA Expo 2021. Now, I have to say that the trip didn't get off to a great start. I was stuck in the Detroit Metro Airport for about five hours while they were trying to fix the plane. They never did fix the plane, so sat there for a long time. So they had to wait for a plane to come in from Atlanta, and that was my ride to Orlando. We got there. After that, there was no problems. Nice, smooth ride. Well, there was a little bit of turbulence, but what flight don't you get a little bit of turbulence nowadays so we got in landed and it was too late for everything i missed the big dinner for the fec group that uh jenna boyo invited me into it's i don't even remember the name of the group i'm sorry jenna you don't listen to the podcast anyway so that's all good so monday was pretty much a flop didn't get to do anything had some dinner chilled out talked to a few friends let them know that i was there got there safe got prepared for the next day so the, I was staying at the Rosen Center, beautiful hotel, and sure enough, I met my buddy first thing, uh, Terry Riddell. He is on the cover of this month's, well, his machine's on the cover of this month's Replay magazine. He invented the uh, Jet Pong, and that was licensed by Valley Dynamo. So obviously he was there to push that product, and it was real nice to catch up with him and talk about his successes. I'd say it was about six years ago I had his Jet Pong and a couple other games at at my establishment. And it was a lot of fun to have those and test them out for him. And then later on, like a few years later, he had uh, one that, I, I don't know how it works in Canada, but it's their version of Shark Tank. It's called the Dragon's Den. And he had won some kind of $2 million contract with that. I don't know how that's going per se, but I do know that he got licensed with Valley Dynamo. So that's really cool. They're producing the games, making it look beautiful. It is a really cool looking game. And I was glad to be able to catch up with him and see how everything was going. So that that was my first interaction. It was with Terry, and that was in breakfast in the hotel. So we sat down and ate breakfast together. So going into the show, it looked like the typical IAPA Expo show. Orange County Convention Center. The building hadn't changed or fallen apart or anything during that time. It still looks very good. I go in, do a couple of the seminars, but like everybody else, I'm excited for that 10 o'clock on Tuesday when the trade show floor opens. I love to get down there and see what's going on, just like everybody else. So once that started, I went down, and once again, right down that entrance I went, so it was the west and the south side escalator that I went down. So I shot and saw Terry again and saw the, the games he had, and that's when I saw how beautiful that Jet Pong really is. Did a great job. It just looks really good. So Kudos to him. Kudos on Valley Dynamo for picking it up. It's going to do well in bars for sure. I don't know about having a beer pong per se. I I do have Sink It by Baytech, but I don't know. It's I'll have to think about this one. I, I do like the game. It's a beautiful game. It is my friend that has it, so things to think about. But just having that connotation in the fun center, you know, beer pong. But we'll see what happens. What I did find out that it is regulation, which I didn't even know there was regulations for beer pong, but it's all the official length and regulations and the cups and everything for 
official beer pong. So that should be exciting to some people, especially when you got a place that's close to dorms or the college scene. It'd be a lot of fun for you. So congratulations to Terry Riddell with AirTech. You know, he was representing Valley Dynamo at the show. Great to see you. Great to see you, old friend. Then I creeped over and I got to see my friend, Rich Szynski, with Coastal Amusements. And I tell you, they got some impressive games. I I really like the Plinko. They have it at the show. They had it set up where there's two of them with a marquee. So you get a, a mega bonus. And that is a very, very attractive game. I do not own this game but I'm thinking I probably should. It's a very attractive piece. It really has a draw to it. And how can you go wrong with the prices right? Very, very nice piece. They have a boardwalk piece that spin that I thought was very interesting too. So it's got a crank on the front of it. And the faster you crank it, the faster the arrow goes. And I saw this kid doing it and I thought, that kid's having fun. That That makes for a good game. So that's called the Boardwalk Big Spin. They also had an interesting crane that almost looked like a display case that they put like four crane stations in. That was also an attractive piece. I thought they did a good job with it. And then they shrunk down their ring toss. So that big giant ring toss, they shrunk it down by a couple feet. And I think that was a great move because that ring toss is a very attractive game as well. And it got my creative juices flowing. So what we do is we have a dog bowl event every year. And I'd like to take a few of my games out and have a little midway type thing. And everybody thinks ice because ice has got those nice midway looking games. Down the Clown, Milk Jug Toss, Goldfish in, etc. But I think that that ring toss would really fit in as well. And it's a beautiful piece. And it made me think I want to have a little midway out during that and see how it does. Probably be very successful. I can't see it going wrong. I checked out, uh, after that I walked across and I checked out my buddy uh, Alex Mazan from, he used to be from Family Fun Companies, now he works for uh, Jenison Entertainment Technology. And he showed me their new game, pretty interesting piece, it's called Rockin' and Rollin'. It's almost got a pinball feel to it, it's got a couple flippers, you knock a ball up into a slot and that's how many tickets you get. And it's got a little progressive thing too, you spell out gold and you win the the mega bonus that's also they did a great job the colors are really nice it really pops and it's a nice streamlined looking piece i like it well done alex they also have the the kahuna big wave it's also another pretty piece and that's something that i want to look more into i didn't get a chance to play it but i definitely want to see how what it's like now i i do have their gumdrop game and i will tell you that game is number one lately it's when it comes reader to reader that game is always in the top three always so that's a really really good game but you you have to understand that that's got a really really big footprint and it's really tall it's like got a marquee and then a marquee on top of the marquee and i barely fit it in my place but wow what a showpiece it's a beautiful game it's got a lot of pop to it and a lot of draw so i I did enjoy seeing that at the show, and I highly recommend that. So I went to the Elout booth, and I was looking at all the stuff. Uh, They have this new, uh, I think it's called Cosmic Shapes. So it's it's a spinoff. It's their answer to the smart ticket ring. And this is what happens when you have a great idea. Ticket ring's a great idea. It's a a top game. It's going to be the top, one of the top three in any game room it goes into. It's that dynamic. Well, Elout... 
they come up with an answer to that. And what it is, is instead of these cardboard rings, it has shapes. And the shapes are, a, it's a pool table triangle, a nine ball rack. That's all I saw offhand when I was looking at it. But what a great idea. These things aren't going to wear out. They still may walk away like the rings do, but they're definitely not going to wear out like the rings do. And I hope that that gives uh, Smart some incentive to make some better quality rings because that's the only thing they're lacking. It was their idea. I'd rather give all the kudos to Smart and then have them come up with some plastic rings that will stay the course. You don't have to relabel them or buy new ones all the time. And I did t stop and talk to Jim Dupree at Smart, getting off track of the Elout, but we had a great conversation. It was really nice to see him. He's been to my place a few times, and it's always a good time talking to Jim. He is good people, very professional, and straightforward. I really like that guy a lot. But back to Elout, they did a reskin of Wizard of Oz. It's called the Emerald City Edition Elout. Great job really really good job with this it's a beautiful piece if i didn't already own two wizard of oz machines i would definitely want one i do want one but i just can't justify buying the game for new stickers or new plastic but wow great great job not only did they make all the stuff on the outside look better more attractive it was already an attractive game but now it looks really eye-catching really popping great idea with this green theme and they come out with the new card set for it now it's all the same cards but they have black and white photos from the movie great touch everything looks good i don't know who uh who come up with the the theme but they did a great job and while i was there i talked to uh jim chapman jimmy chaps his most people actually know him had a great conversation with him as well it was nice to be able to talk to him and get some of his uh, perception of the show and what's going on. He's a good guy too. But Ticket Shapes is what it's called, not Cosmic Shape. I was thinking of their other Korean, the Cosmic XL, but it's called Ticket Shapes. And it does have a different a different uh, factor to it than a Ticket Ring. So what it is is you pick it up and you'll drop it on a shelf and then it's got a pusher and then it'll push the shapes over the edge into the prize dispenser so that's it's got an interesting aspect to it too a little bit different so i say there's justification for having both games for certain but yeah it's the nine ball racks and triangles and that's all i see in there that it had so but it was really neat great great idea then i took a quick uh waltz through bay tech now i really like their basketball game that it's called rock the rim and I am in need of a basketball, and this is probably going to be the one that fills the niche for us. It's a great uh, interaction for it. I was looking at the zombie one by the really big crane company. I love that one too. And what I really liked about that one was you could play two players at the same time in one unit. All the rest of the basketballs, you got to buy two units. But that came with some complications too, I think. But either way, this Rock the Rim has a horse and a few other games on it beautiful marquee that you could get for it really eye-catching looked really good throughout the whole show i wanted to keep an eye on it because you know people play the heck out of those basketball games and i'd walk by several times just to see how it was holding up and it it looked brand new the whole show so looks like a winner to me i will say i i like that little ticket monster 
what it is is like almost a revisit of Crank It, but it's a Ticket Monster cabinet and looks really good. If I didn't already have the Crank It, the Scooby-Doo, two big bass wheels, I would probably want to get this. If I open up another Fun Center somewhere, I would definitely want to have this one in it. It looks good. I'd probably get the big ones to match it. Baytech, if you're listening, you really need to have a double ticket monster with a marquee like you do Big Bass Wheel because some people really like that ticket monster theme. It's just beautiful. And I think you're doing yourself a disservice by not having a marquee for that as well because people would definitely pull the trigger on that one. But great job, Baytech, with the, the ticket monsters, the little crank it style ticket monster. Really neat. Then, of course, they had the their their big showpiece, Axe Master, and I watched the kids playing it, and that seems like it's going to be a really good earner. Now, it is a big footprint. It's like 16 feet deep, I believe, and I don't know how wide. I don't know offhand. I don't got the spec sheet, but look it up. It's a big footprint. So what you do is it's got a rubber axes that you throw at a target, when your turn's over, the target retracts these fingers that hold the axe, and the axe drops on a conveyor belt, then rolls back to you if it's got a game going. If not, it stops. And then when the game starts, a new game starts, it opens up a door and the axes come out. The axes are about $40 a piece, and the only problem I see is that there's a good chance that those axes are going to walk away. So you're going to definitely want to have some axes on hand, extra ones. And I was told that there was seven in a game, but the game could operate with four. So we'll see how that goes. I, I can't remember exactly. Somebody was telling me about it and how it worked. What I was thinking about doing was uh, we, we have retail and we have those those little buttons you could put on items that if you take it through a gate, it'll beep. I'm all, I would almost be tempted to put those on the axes. That way, if somebody did try to walk away with them, at least uh, we'd get a warning of it. Because that's that could be hurtful, forty dollars a piece, especially the as much traffic as we get through. But a beautiful game, well thought out, and it's a winner. It's for sure a winner. It's just got that big footprint. Now another one that I saw at the show that I thought it has a big footprint too, and actually bigger because it's got four sides. But wow, what an attractive draw this machine has. It's a Hungry Hungry Hippos, and it's made by Adrenaline. Now, this game, I, w I was watching it as well, and from the draw, the theme, and the looks of it, 10 out of 10, for sure. Now, I don't know what, how this thing would hold up to a lot of traffic. That's what the answers that I need. You know, all this plastic, is it going to get all scratched up? when people have stuff in their pockets and they're setting on the hippos. But wow, what an attractive piece. Great, great theme. Who doesn't love those old 70 games or 60s games? Whenever those were originally made, remade into our industry. That's cool. Now, it wasn't just Hungry Hungry Hippos that Adrenaline come out with a, a game like that. They also had Twister. And I didn't get to see a whole lot of Twister. I was, every time I got by there, it seems like somebody would pull me aside and want to talk as I was focused on Twister and then I just forgot about it. But it looked pretty cool. I, I did see a lot of kids playing it and it's got instead of like on the floor, it's got the floor for your feet and then it, 
it's got a wall for your hands with different colors and i'm going to be looking more into that game too i'd love to do a review of that one and hungry hungry hippos but the hungry hungry hippos by adrenaline really stood out obviously from their last show they had hot wheels and that looks like a good game too I have it. I'd love to hear any feedback from people that have it. Have you had any problems with it? Now, I I enjoyed Adrenaline Games. I had Rampage, and I had, uh, what's the other one, uh, Crossy Road and Candy Crush, Spinner Frenzy. Now, I ended up selling three of those games. I still got Spinner Frenzy, but they just had so many problems, and I just didn't want to deal with them anymore. Because I was constantly having to replace the I.O. boards. They all had the same I.O. board anyway. But Spinner Frenzy's been great. Haven't had any problems with it at all. And that was a great theme at the time. And it, and it's still doing well today. So hats off for the Spinner Frenzy. I'm interested in the Hungry Hippos. Twisters got me intrigued. And I would like to hear how people are doing with their Hot Wheels. I know they have like a 6 and a 4 player. So if you got any uh, information on that, send that to the Tim at FEC Talk. I'd love to hear how your Hot Wheels are doing. And I know that they had the Hungry Hungry Hippos at uh, Dave and Buster's as well. And people have been enjoying it. I did go through Ice Ice Games. I wish I gave more attention to Ice Games booth than I did. They got a big booth. I really wanted to look more into their game called Shipwreck. Very attractive looking piece. Um, the one that I saw, and I think that's how it is, is it's three players, has a little bench for each player, and it looked intriguing. I want to learn more about that game. It seemed like it was, uh, it had the potential to be a winner for sure. And then I saw their game, it was, uh, I need to do some research on this game as well. I want to see what it's all about. It's got a big wheel, you can land on a card. I don't know enough about it, and I want to learn more. Can we, can we put our own cards in it? Is it a certain type of cards that it gives out? I'm not sure. So it's Pamimi Card Drop is what it's called. Pamimi Card Drop. And it's an interesting looking game for sure. Great colors. I, I just want to see what it's all about. I didn't really dig into that one. That's another one when I, I go through ice. That's where I'm going to see a lot of people that I know and... You know, that's the beauty of IAPA. Talk to a lot of people, get a lot of perspectives, a lot of ideas. I was looking at the Monopoly Roll and Go. Great piece. I like the double with the marquee. It's just an attractive piece. And that's that game's a winner. I mean, that th there's no doubt about that one. Then I took a look over at Andamiro. So Andamiro makes good games. Now, I wouldn't say that they're the quality of like an Elout, but... They make really good games. They got great ideas. And I like the fact that they took their Jurassic World and made it a smaller footprint. These game companies are starting to understand that real estate for us is money. And when you make the big giant games, yes, they do. They are attractive. They bring the eyes. But as time goes by and a little bit of that allure drops, now you got a big piece that isn't in your top five anymore so they did a great great job by making the jurassic world in a smaller footprint same thing with coastal amusement and the ring toss 
these game companies are starting to realize that these games need to be a little bit smaller. They can't make these giants and expect us to buy them all. And we'd have six or seven games in the main parts of our fun center. It was. It all started with that uh, Connect Four Hoops. That thing was giant. And then they Baytech made a smaller version of it, which was a good idea. They did the same thing with a couple of their other games. Willie Crash. I have the big one, but they streamlined them, made them smaller. That's what we want, game companies. We like the pop. We like the pizzazz. We like the content. We like the licensing that you do. But we really want to see games that have just a little bit smaller footprint so we can have more of them. And it's not just your competitors, but when you come out with a new idea. How can we have more of your games if you're making them so dang big? Keep that in mind. So another game I looked at, other than the Jurassic World, I I wanted to have another look at Avengers. I want to buy Avengers for the card set. And if you've listened to my other podcast, you know that I'm all about the cards because the guests love having that thing in their hands. And it's another card set that I could add. And I have the Elout kiosk. The Elout kiosk only lets me have 15 sets. So I also looked at their Redeem Machine by Andamiro. And not only does it take the chips and the cards and as many card sets as I want, really. So making my custom cards is no problem. Put a barcode on them. Takes them no problem. It also takes the silver coins. Great, great idea, Andamiro. I was going to make that myself for my Elout, and I probably still will. I'm going to add a box to my Elout machine that ties into the five, the green switch. And that what it'll do is it'll tap the green switch from a coin switch and then add five to the Elout kiosk on tickets when they turn in a silver coin. But the Redeem machine has it already. And I I really want to buy that machine. Well worth it. Well thought out. It's it's another instance where they took somebody's idea and made it even better. I don't know what the deal is, Elout, why why you can only have so many sets of cards. But give us an update. Give us an update where we can uh, put more sets of cards in there. Give us an update where we could put a box on there and start redeeming the silver coins. It was your idea. I'd rather give you all the kudos. But if uh, Andamiro's going to keep making it better and better, we're going to have to have their machine. So please, I got a double kiosk by Elout. I'd love to see some updates for it where I could put more of these games in it as it goes along and some of my own custom ones. So having a kiosk really reduces your labor from redemption line times people aren't counting cards and chips makes life so much better so many many kudos to elout for coming up with the idea and i i really hope you expound on it and make more make it more useful so back to andamiro and their booth and like i said andamiro makes good games so their their new showing is ticket spongebob ticket coaster So this machine almost looks like a two-sided minions cabinet. There's no belts on it. What there is is there's two trains that go around the perimeter of the game. The inside of the perimeter. And each car on these two trains has a character. You know, it could be Spongebob, Squidward, Patrick, whoever. I can't even remember how many there are, but maybe 10, 11. When you get them all... You get the mega bonus. So what it is is you hit a you hit a button, 